Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Good morning, everybody out there in West Georgia, and welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge on this Monday crazy weekend. I know, we've got a lot to talk about, but we got a great show for you. Going to recap the NFL games. You know, the Falcons didn't play on Sunday. The shakeup in the college football playoff picture. And Dan Mullen is out as Florida head coach. And there is a big wish list of coaches that could coach the Florida Gators. And Atlanta United's season comes to an abrupt end after losing 2 mil to NYCFC in the MLS Cup playoffs. So let's go ahead and get started with the show. Fresh on my mind, all the games in the National Football League. I'm thankful for the NFL Red Zone. And as football fans, we're thankful that the Falcons did not break our hearts on Sunday. But there was quite a few games that made you scratch your head. I mean, the Houston Texans beating the team with the best record in the NFL. I mean, come on. Come on now. You had the Indianapolis Colts beating the Buffalo Bills. So... It's been a crazy day in football, and you know what? I'm excited. This is the Thanksgiving holiday. We got football coming up around the corner on Thanksgiving Day. Just a reminder to everybody that I will not do a show on Wednesday. I'm going to spend time with the family on Thanksgiving, but I will have a special show Friday morning. I'm going to preview the college football games and the NFL games on Black Friday. Not necessarily going to do any Black Friday shopping while I'm doing my show. Maybe I'll do my show live from a Coles or something. That would be cool. But let's get right into the football games. Where to start? How about that Indianapolis Colts game against the Buffalo Bills? And if you had Jonathan Taylor, not Jonathan Taylor Thomas from Home Improvement, but Jonathan Taylor scored five touchdowns. And if you were playing him in fantasy football, the Indianapolis Colts get the victory. They beat the Buffalo Bills 41 to 15, and they are now 6 and 5 on the season with a winning record. I knew this Colts team was a talented team and they were able to stick it to the Buffalo Bills. Then now they have to turn around on a short week and travel to New Orleans on Thanksgiving to play the New Orleans Saints. The Saints didn't do very well either. Philadelphia was just all over the Saints. You think a quarterback makes a difference? I know that The Saints have good coaching. Sean Payton, great running back, Alvin Kamara, who wasn't even in the game. But they got Mark Ingram, another retread that used to play for the Saints, and now he's back on the Saints. And Trevor Simeon's just not getting the job done. And their defense is not what it once was. I mean, they're a different team on the road. And Philly was able to get back into the playoff mix, and the New Orleans Saints dropped to 5-5. Talking about those last two spots in the NFC playoffs, you got the Vikings that beat the Packers 34-31 to on a walk-off field goal. Did not give Aaron Rodgers any time left on the clock. And now, as I look this morning in the NFC playoff picture, there is some clarity with the first top five teams. Those teams look good. But then you have two final spots, and you have the Saints at 5-5. Five and five. 
You have the 49ers at 5 and 5 and the Vikings at 5 and 5 all trying to get those last two playoff spots. And then the teams outside looking in, the Panthers at 5 and 6, you have the Eagles at 5 and 6, the Washington football team is 4 and 6 and the Falcons are 4 and 6. These games are going to matter down the stretch. And so as a San Francisco 49ers fan, I wake up this morning just excited because the 49ers travel to the East Coast in an Eastern time zone game. This could have easily been a trap game, but the 49ers were able to practically play a perfect game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they won that game 30-10 to by doing what they do best, playing Kyle Shanahan football, making no mistakes, not turning the ball over, running the football, using that offensive line, and playing smart defense. And now the San Francisco 49ers are 5-5 five and five with a big game next week against the Minnesota Vikings. Both teams 5-5, five and five, and the winner will position themselves very well for the playoff picture. As you look at some of these games, I mean, the Baltimore Ravens didn't even have Lamar Jackson, and Tyler Hunley led the victory. Another come-from-behind victory for the Baltimore Ravens, 7-3. and three. And some of those wins, they just pulled it out. That's good coaching. And the fact that they did not have Lamar Jackson, John Harbaugh is a good coach. He finds a way to win, even if he doesn't have his star quarterback. Cam Newton makes his first start for the Panthers for the first time since they released him. He played very well, 21-27, 189 yards and two touchdowns. However, the Washington football team was able to win the game, 27-21. Taylor Heineke throws three touchdown passes. And now the Panthers are 5-6, and six, and they are on the outskirts of the playoffs. You got the Cleveland Browns beating the helpless Detroit Lions, who, in a backup role, Tim Boyle started. And this was just an ugly game. He only passed for 77 yards. Baker Mayfield had a touchdown and two picks. Nick Chubb saves the day with 200 with a, with 22 carries and 130 yards, and the Cleveland Browns are now 6-5 and five on the season. Detroit, on a short week, will host the Chicago Bears on Thanksgiving. Other scores, you have the Miami Dolphins beating the helpless Jets, who just can't figure out their quarterback situation, as Joe Flacco was starting. You have the Cincinnati Bengals beating the Raiders 32-13. The Bengals are now 6-4, and four, back into the playoff discussion, and the Raiders... Doesn't it seem like their season is over? Even though they're 5-5, five and five, it seems like a lost season for the Las Vegas Raiders, which, in my opinion, they will get shellacked by the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving. The game of the day, by far, was the Cowboys and Chiefs. That performance by the Chiefs' defense, it just reminded me of the Super Bowl. Chris Jones, four sacks, a batted ball. Dak Prescott looked uncomfortable all day. Patrick Mahomes didn't have his greatest game, but the Kansas City Chiefs were able to beat the Dallas Cowboys 19-9. And that begs the question, are the Kansas City Chiefs back? Are they now the favorites in the AFC to represent in the Super Bowl? Patrick Mahomes didn't look all that great, but he made the plays when he had to. And the Chiefs defense stepped up, especially the play of Chris Jones, which I've always said that Chris Jones was the MVP of that Super Bowl when the Chiefs played the 49ers because of the batted balls he had was huge for the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs had some interceptions as well by Legarius Sneed and Chavarius Ward. And Steve Spagnolo, Steve Spagnola 
knows how to get this Chiefs defense to play, and they are peaking at the right time. Next week, they will take on the Denver Broncos. All right, there is clearly something wrong with the Seattle Seahawks. They lose to the Arizona Cardinals 23-13. That wasn't even the story. Colt McCoy gets his second win in a backup role for the Arizona Cardinals. And is Colt McCoy the best backup quarterback in the league right now? He is playing amazing. I thought this guy wasn't playing in the league anymore. He is just doing incredible for the Arizona Cardinals in the backup role. Of course, Kyler Murray is a starter. He'll get the job when he comes back from injury. But Colt McCoy is allowing the Cardinals to remain the number one seed in the NFC. And I can't even explain what is happening to the Seattle Seahawks. Three and seven, it's their worst winning percentage in the Russell Wilson era. Pete Carroll is in huge trouble. Not only is he on the hot seat, I don't think Pete Carroll lasts this season. And I think that college is calling him because look at all the jobs that are opening up. I'll get to that later in the show because Pete Carroll is definitely a candidate for some of these jobs. But the Seattle Seahawks, it doesn't get any easier They travel on the road next week to take on the Washington football team. That looks really good. And then, uh uh-oh, in two weeks, the Sunday night football game, they're taking on the San Francisco 49ers, a revenge game because they beat the 49ers at home. The 49ers will be ready for their hated rival. I guarantee it. And the Seahawks are in serious trouble of not only missing out on the playoffs by giving Russell Wilson his first losing season in his career. And let me tell you something. I'm not a Seahawks fan, but I do appreciate the play of Russell Wilson, and he deserves better than this. He really does. I know that this team was centered around their defense when Russell Wilson first came up in this league. Remember the Legion of Boom with Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, Richard Sherman, Byron Maxwell. And then you had Bobby Wagner. He was drafted right around that same time. And then they were centered on their running game. They just haven't been the same since the Legion of Boom left. Their defense has been not all that great, even though they got great players like Jamal Adams. Although I think that trade was silly, giving up two first round picks for a safety. I mean, come on. So Seattle's in trouble. And then I didn't watch this Sunday night game. I I kept complaining all all week that this game should have been flexed out because I wasn't impressed with the Steelers or the Chargers, but it actually turned out to be a pretty exciting game. The Steelers did take the lead, 37-34, to and then the Chargers came back with Justin Herbert throwing a 53-yard strike to Mike Williams, and Justin Herbert has got the Chargers at 6-4. It is a crazy you thought the nfc was crazy the afc is even crazier when it comes to the playoffs because right now tennessee would be the one seed you know that's going to change because next week they take on the new england patriots you got the baltimore ravens at seven and three so they're the second seed the patriots and the chiefs both at seven and four would be the three and the four seed and this is where it gets really crazy the five seed right now is the Cincinnati Bengals. The sixth seed is the Chargers. The seventh seed is the Buffalo Bills. So a couple of weeks ago, the Buffalo Bills looked like the best team in the AFC. And now they are 6-4 and four and on the outskirts of possibly missing 
the playoffs. The New England Patriots has taken over as the division champ in the AFC East, and they still have to play the Bills twice. So it's going to be very interesting down the stretch. Here are the teams that if the season ended today, they would not be in the playoffs. The Pittsburgh Steelers at 5-4-1. The Indianapolis Colts, 6-5. The Cleveland Browns, 6-5. These are teams with playoff rosters. The Las Vegas Raiders, who started off hot this season, and then the whole John Gruden thing just blew up in their face, and the whole Henry Ruggs, and it's just getting really ugly for the Raiders. And their season's going to be in a free fall pretty soon. And then you got the Denver Broncos at 5-5. Five and five, And then the bottom of the AFC. Don't even really want to talk about how bad it's been for the Texans, Jaguars, and the Jets. So as the NFL season is winding down, and I know I'm excited that they had 17 games this year. I'm also excited the Super Bowl is going to be during President's Day weekend. How fun is that going to be? My early prediction for the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be... Right now, and it changes every week. I think it's going to be the Dallas Cowboys and the New England Patriots. I know. The Patriots back in the Super Bowl. How dreadful. And I know America wants to see the Buccaneers and the Patriots. But I think the one thing I've learned about the Dallas Cowboys is they're going to figure out some things. Their defense is good enough to get them to the Super Bowl. Now, I'm not going to pick a winner. I I just think right now, that game last night proved that the Cowboys' defense can shut down a quarterback. They just got to figure out the offense because the Chiefs defense was playing lights out. But the Cowboys have a very easy schedule for the remainder of the season. Boy, that was a crazy weekend of college football. I'm not sure if it is getting clearer to the voters of who the best team in college football is. I still think it's Georgia. But right now, after that display that Ohio State put on Michigan State. Ohio State looks like the scariest team in college football. Nobody wants to play them. C.J. Stroud has secured his spot in New York, definitely, but he is now the odds-on favorite to win the Heisman Trophy. Ohio State just drubbed Michigan State 56-7. to Was this one of those games where Ohio State just was playing lights out on all cylinders because they just wanted to impress the voters? Well, it caused them to catapult Alabama in the rankings. Alabama falls to number three. I'd be interested to see what the college football rankings looks like tomorrow if Alabama is still going to be number two. Alabama has some trouble against Arkansas. Their offense looked great. Bryce Young sets a passing record with 559 yards and five touchdowns, but Arkansas can move the ball in Alabama. And I know it's too early to preview the SEC championship game between Georgia and Alabama, but it's a done deal. Alabama wins. They win the SEC West. They will face Georgia in the SEC championship game. So the big question is going to be, if Georgia beats Georgia Tech, which they will, that's practically a home game at Bobby Dodd this Saturday, and Alabama is looking like they're going to beat Auburn in the Iron Bowl. Auburn looks really bad. They gave up another double-digit lead and losing to South Carolina. They are 6-5. and five. They're in danger of going 6-6 six and six and going to... Not a very good bowl game. So that will set the table for Alabama and Georgia. Let's say Alabama is ranked second in the college football rankings. And they lose a close game to Georgia by a field goal. Do you still put them in as a two-loss team? That's what I'd like to know. Now, Cincinnati, they impressed the voters by beating SMU, but it's not a done deal that they're going to go undefeated. Now, if they do go undefeated, I think they're getting in. But they got to play East Carolina on the road and then play Houston in the American Championship game. Ohio State. They still have to play Michigan at the Big House in Ann Arbor. Ohio State is favorite, but it is Michigan. 
I'll preview this game on Friday. This is one of the biggest rivalries in college football, along with Alabama and Auburn. But Ohio State and Michigan, that's going to be a very tricky game. I think Ohio State is the better team. But do they have a slip-up game? Do they end up losing to Michigan? That's a possibility. It's in Michigan. And then they'll have to take on Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game. I should have. I don't think they're going to have a problem in these two games. And I think Ohio State wins out and gets into the college football playoff. I said in the beginning of the season when Ohio State was drubbing teams like Maryland and Rutgers and they were beating them pretty bad, I felt, even after their loss to Oregon, that they could run the table and get back into the consideration for the college football playoff. Now, Oregon's done. Oregon loses to Utah. In fact, they lose to Utah big. They got to turn around and play them in the Pac-12 championship game. So it doesn't really look good for Oregon. Not only they're out of the college football playoff, they might even not win the Pac-12 and not get to a New Year's Six bowl game. It looks bad for Oregon. I wasn't buying Oregon all year. They had a very easy schedule. They beat an Ohio State team that was making a lot of mistakes in the beginning of the season. And the voters wanted to give Oregon the benefit of the doubt to give them the head-on-head matchup with Ohio State. Another team that faltered, Wake Forest, ranked 10th in the country. Their college football playoff hopes have been dashed after losing to Clemson. But they could still win the ACC if they beat Boston College this week. You had Oklahoma beating Iowa State. You had Oklahoma State winning as well over Texas Tech, which sets up Bedlam. Where Oklahoma taking on Oklahoma State. If Oklahoma wins, they got to turn around and play Oklahoma State again for the Big 12 championship. That is going to be a very hard task to do to beat a team twice. If Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma... Then Oklahoma State will play Baylor. And that's how that is going to go. And uh, Notre Dame, they have an outsized shot at getting into the college football playoff. They drubbed Georgia Tech 55 to nothing. And they play Stanford next week. So they're going to finish with one loss. And that makes me think if they are getting punished for not being in a conference this year. Now, I still think they could get into the college football playoff if Cincinnati loses. And I still think that a one-loss Notre Dame team could possibly get in over a two-loss Alabama team. College football is crazy, but Georgia did roll Charleston Southern 56-7, and they are 11-0 for the first time since 1982, and they are a 35-point favorite over Georgia Tech. That is a road game at Bobby Dodd, but that's really a home game for Georgia. Oh, boy. So Dan Mullen is out as Florida head coach as they lose an embarrassing game in overtime to the Missouri Tigers. Florida is 5-6. and six. They've only won two games in the SEC for the first time since 1986, and they play Florida State this Saturday with a chance to not even go to a bowl game. I don't know where it went wrong for Florida, but they free-falled like you would not believe, and Dan Mullen was the sacrificial lamb. Now, Dan Mullen is a great play caller. I think he'll get a job. In fact, I was teasing that he might be the next offensive coordinator at Alabama because it always seems like Nick Saban gives these coaches a second chance and they just do amazing. But Dan Mullen, in his first three seasons with Florida, got them to the SEC championship game last year. He was playing in a New Year's Six Bowl for the three for three seasons. And then this season happened, and they were ranked. They played Alabama close. I think what did him in 
was that loss to Georgia and then that recruiting comment. No, he hasn't recruited very well. And you got to understand that Georgia's had top five recruiting classes the last five years. If you're going to fire Dan Mullen now, who are you going to get to replace him? I don't think Urban Meyer is going to leave the Jacksonville Jaguars to come back and coach the Gators. I know there's talks about Lane Kiffin coming to Florida. Or what about Tom Herman? Tom Herman actually had a 4-0 bowl record with Texas, and they just let him go because he wasn't meeting their expectations. And that's another thing I want to talk about is the disaster Texas has been. 4-7, Steve Sarkeesian in his first year, and they're not going to a bowl game. Tom Herman is sitting on the couch, and he has not had any job offers. I think that Florida might call him. But you got to remember, there's other head coaching jobs in college football right now that are as attractive as Florida, LSU, USC. I remember I ranked these programs based on facilities, recruiting, where the proximity in four-star and five-star athletes in your state. Florida, if I if I do remember, Florida is still a hotbed for four-star and five-star athletes. They do have IMG Academy down there, and they, that's where they get most of their players to go to Miami and Florida State. Recruiting has suffered especially in Florida with Florida, Miami, Florida State. But some of the other candidates that have been hot head coaching candidates has been Louisiana coach Billy Napier, Baylor head coach Dave Aranda, and do they give Bob Stoops a call? Bob Stoops used to be the offensive coordinator under Steve Spurrier in the 90s. Does Bob Stoops, does Bob Stoops get an offer from Florida? Florida is going to try to hit a home run with this next hire. Because they have to compete with Georgia. And the expectations are to win the SEC East and beat Georgia. That's the expectations at Florida. And the last three head coaches could not do it. So it would be interesting to see who Florida tries to get for their next head coach. All right, so locally we had some good play for all these teams from the state of Georgia. And I always try to give them love on this show. Because what Kennesaw State has done, they beat Monmouth to win their third straight Big South championship. They finished the year 9-1. and Their only loss was to Georgia Tech. And they will host an FCS playoff game next week against Davidson. Mercer loses to East Tennessee State, so they miss out on the playoffs this year. But they had a pretty good season. Congratulations to them. Uh, Georgia State, Georgia State gets the 28-20 victory over Arkansas State, and they are bowl eligible for the third year in a row with a 6-5 record. They will close out the season next week to take on Troy, who just fired their coach, by the way, but that's neither here or there. Georgia Southern actually had a lead on 14th-ranked BYU, but BYU pulls away in front of a packed house at Paulson Stadium in Statesboro, Georgia, to take on a ranked team, and BYU was able to win that game 34-17. The first round of the NCAA Division II playoffs goes the way of West Georgia by beating Albany State 23-7. And don't look now, but they will take on Valdosta State next week for the second round of the playoff. So that's what happened to the Blazers of Valdosta State. They actually had a bye. And then a congratulations. I want to give some love to the Harding Bison because Harding was a school that I was going to go to. That was my second choice. I was choosing between Harding and Freed Hardman, and I just went with Freed Hardman. But Harding hosted a playoff game. They got the victory over Washburn, and they make it to the second round of the NCAA Division II playoffs against Northwest Missouri State. 
So congratulations to the Harding Bison. All right, so Atlanta United season comes to an abrupt end. They lose to NYCFC 2-0 over the weekend in the first round of the MLS playoffs. They had a very good season. They had a coaching change. Joseph Martinez was back, and he was healthy. But this team is going to be a good MLS team for years to come. I know they had a bad year last year, but NYCFC was playing at home, and you know they got the victory. I know that there were some skeptical Atlanta United fans. They were hoping that they would get the victory, but Atlanta United season, Atlanta United season comes to an end. So in the NBA last night, LeBron gets tossed in the third quarter, and then Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook wills their way to the victory over the helpless Detroit Pistons, 121-116. The Lakers are now 9-9, but they are just atrocious. They lost three straight games. There's no identity on this team, and I think that head coach Frank Vogel will be fired because that's what LeBron does. You know, you don't blame LeBron. You just blame the head coach. He has been known for getting head coaches fired on his team. And then the Lakers are probably going to make a big trade at the trade deadline because this team does not work. They can't play defense. So what's going to happen when they play a team like the Golden State Warriors or the Phoenix Suns, who are clearly better than the Lakers? So if you're a Lakers fan, you're disappointed i mean they're nine and nine yes they get the they get the win they're nine and nine on the year this is not a championship team you know who looks like a championship team the golden state warriors they are 15 and two after beating the toronto raptors and they're doing it without clay thompson or james wiseman i mean where do they find this guy jordan Poole? he had 33 points he was a late first round draft pick in 2019 they developed him and he has become a superstar He has been a complimentary piece to Steph Curry. And Andrew Wiggins had 32 points. When Steph Curry has an off-night shooting, the other superstars pick up the slack. Draymond Green only had four points, but he had 14 rebounds. So good for him. The Golden State Warriors have the best record in the NBA at 15-2. And I've said before that the dynasty is back. So the Atlanta Hawks trying to go for five straight as they will take on the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight. The Hawks are 8-5. and five. They have won four straight games, and they are looking good in the process. Cam Reddish, who's been a very inconsistent player. Some, some days he's bad, some days he's good. He's starting to come around, and he looks really good at times. The good thing about this Hawks team is that they have depth with Trey Young. That if Trey Young has an off-night shooting, Kevin Herter can pick up the slack. But I really would like to see more out of Bogdan Boganovich. And they're going to have to ride the ship until DeAndre Hunter comes back because he is their best on-ball perimeter defender. He is out for two months. And if the Hawks want to try to make some noise in the Easter Conference, they're going to have to come with a full slate of healthy players. All right, congratulations to the Columbus State Cougars for holding off Montevello 69-68 by getting the win. They are now 4-1 and on the season as they had a 15-3 run to take the lead. Hunter Preston leading the way with 17 points. The Columbus State Cougars will travel up the road on November 27th, this Saturday, to take on the University of West Georgia. So good luck to the Columbus State Cougars this season. They're off to a great start, and I can't wait to get out to a game this year. 
So over the week, on Friday, we had a very good slate of high school football action. Boy, that was a game between Central and Auburn. Central pulls away. Caleb Nix with a 53-yard touchdown run, puts Central up on top, and Central gets the defensive touchdown. And Central is back in the state championship game against Thompson. Thompson is the two-time state defending champs for the Super 7 in Alabama. This game will be played at Birmingham on Wednesday, December the 1st. So good luck to the Central Red Devils as they try to win their first state title since 2018. Now over in 6A, Opelika season ended after a loss to Hueytown. And Hueytown advances to the semifinals in 6A. So we do have some action in high school football this weekend as Carver will take on Doherty. And that is a quarterfinal game for the state of Georgia. Some of the teams ended their season, including LaGrange, after they lose to Marist. But Callaway is still marching on as they make it to the third round of the playoffs for six straight years in a row after beating Blakely County over the weekend. And Callaway has punched their ticket into the the quarterfinals as this weekend they will take on South Atlanta. And congratulations to the Manchester Blue Devils. Yes, it's a small school just up the road from Columbus. Manchester will take on Wilcox County after beating McIntosh County Academy 19-13 over the weekend. And another team that their season abruptly came to an end was the Tigers from Harris County as they lose to Villa Rica. But a very successful season. And congratulations to all the high school teams in the Chattahoochee Valley that have made it this far. We still have Callaway, Carver, Central, and Manchester still fighting, still in the playoffs. Remember that the championship games for Georgia are going to be the week of December 9th through the 11th, so you don't want to miss it. I know we have Thanksgiving going on and a bunch of high school matchups, college matchups, NFL matchups. Well, that's all the time I have on the show. I want to thank all my listeners that downloaded my podcast. And don't forget to like and subscribe to my Facebook channel. Remember, I'm going to have a show on Friday, so stay tuned for that. Enjoy your Thanksgiving week, safe travels during the holiday season. And I look forward to calling a show. I look forward to talking to you on Friday. Have a blessed day, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdred. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.